and uh, we're into the list of things that Paul says we should think about. Last week, whatever is true, that probably didn't catch you by surprise, but this one might be a little bit uh, confusing. Philippians 4.8, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Think about them. Oh, by the way, I just found the scripture. It, it got moved. Yeah, no problem. It just, sometimes they move around in the, that's what happened. Today we're going to talk about noble thoughts. Something you probably hadn't thought about before now, and that might be part of the problem. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble. Noble. Uh, I looked up the word in the dictionary because I thought we might need some help. The word noble means honorable, dignified, appropriate, fitting, showing due respect. Okay? Now think about that in light of behavior. Think about it in light of words that you speak. And then go back one more step and think about it in light of thoughts that you allow to occupy your mind. While it is true that you don't have total control over what thoughts fly through your mind, you do have a great deal of control over what kinds of thoughts occupy your mind. It was uh, Martin Luther who once said, you can't keep the birds from flying overhead, but you can keep them from building a nest in your hair. Okay? And the same thing is true with thoughts. Okay? Uh, particularly like worrisome thoughts. You may get on one and then you just hold on to it and grind it and play it and replay it like an old record over and over and over again. Well, what about noble thoughts? Well, nobility is a term that comes from um, broad usage in medieval times. For in that time, people were placed in classes determining what kind of respect they deserved. And the nobility were not those who occupied the palace. The palace was occupied by kings and queens and princes and princesses. But the next level of people who had the closest and most powerful connection to the palace, that was the nobility. Those who were the movers and shakers. Those who could get things done. Nobility. What does that have to do with us as Christians? Noble thoughts. Well, translate that into a different kingdom, if you will. Okay? And think for a moment. You are a child of the king. <laughs> you belong to God's family. You are important to God. God has designated you to do his work through here on earth. You have been placed, whether you ask for it or not, in a noble position. So, therefore, being a person of nobility, spiritually speaking, you ought to be asking 
So, what kinds of thoughts should a noble person be thinking? What kind of uh, uh, thoughts should occupy the noble mind? First, we're going to say thoughts that are worthy of spoken words. Um, You probably do this because most people do. And you probably excuse yourself on this basis. There are things you think, but you don't say. Either ever, or in this situation, or to that person, or whatever. And and that's not, not necessarily a bad thing. But it's interesting, though, to realize that if something probably shouldn't be spoken, maybe it shouldn't be thought at all. Did you know that if you think something long enough, eventually you'll find an opportunity to do it? In fact, eventually you will, in fact, probably do it. Noble thoughts are thoughts that are worthy of spoken words. So we say, if it's not worth saying, perhaps it's not worth thinking. Now, this is probably a whole new arena that you've never gone into. But consider it for just a moment. Is it really enough that I button up and keep it inside? Or is it maybe doing damage on me even if I don't say it just because I allow myself to think it, to focus on it, to consider it, to ruminate about it? Paul says this in 2 Corinthians chapter 10. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of this world because he's going to say that the real battle for the Christian is oftentimes in their mind. On the contrary, they have divine power to demolish strongholds. What's a stronghold? Yeah, fortress, bunker, castle. Yeah, it's a place where you run to hide. It's a fortified place that you think will keep you safe. Sometimes you may have thought a thought, and one of the chief motivations for these kinds of thoughts is this will keep me safe. If I think this way, you think about a person who has a racist thought. <laughs> well, where did that come from? Well, Likely that came from being afraid of a certain group of people or a certain situation. And so in your mind, you said, avoid those people. They're all bad. Stay away from them. Don't get to know them, right? It's, and then eventually, if you think, you know, was that really smart to think that way? But you can't stop thinking it. Why? It's a stronghold. It's established in your mind. might have even been handed down from previous generations, right? (laughs) My thing just went offline for some reason. Hopefully I'll get back to it here in a second. Seems like a pretty nice clear day out. I don't know why, but it's mysterious things are happening there. I think I'm coming back right now. I'm looking at this wheel going around. Hmm, it's just wheeling, so I'll go to the next slide. 
Paul continues, we demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. He says, we've gone to the place where we've gone deep into our minds and thought, what kinds of thoughts are not productive, not helpful, not positive in my life? And we've gone in there and realized they're deeply rooted, they're strongholds, and we have begun to blow them up one at a time. Did you know that uh, if you go to, uh, well, England today, uh, uh, Ed could tell you, that you travel ac- across the, uh, uh, the bay there, and, and what you see is bunkers that are still up from World War II. Okay. Now, they kept them so they would remember, and that's probably a good thing to do, but they also kept them because that's why they were bunkers. They were fortified places. You have some of those in your mind. We demolish arguments, and by the way, when you have a wrong idea in your mind, you'll fight to keep it there if you think it'll keep you safe. Have you ever heard someone who had a silly idea in their head, but they weren't going to let go of it? Okay, You may have tried to talk them out of it, and and by trying to do that, it, it didn't work very well, did it, right? Because it's a fortified stronghold. And we take captive every thought to make it obedient to Christ. In, in other words, he says, what kind of idea would Jesus want me to think in replacement of this thought? Well, look, since I use racism, we'll use that as an example. If it was a racist thought, well, Jesus obviously responded to and loved all people the same. He elevated all kinds of marginalized people in his world. So, therefore, he wouldn't want me to think that any group of people that he made is less significant or important than other people, right? Okay. So, I take that thought and I replace the thought that was wrong with that thought. Now, doing that doesn't just happen. It takes, again, as he said, demolishing the old thought. And that, that means being aggressive, with it, and then also it takes discipline to replace it day by day by day by day. Like, for instance, uh, if you'd had a racist thought, what would be one of the best things that you could probably do is get to know, befriend somebody of that race. (laughs) Because that's one of the universal things you find about people who have racist thoughts. They don't know anybody from that. In fact, they have gone out of their way not to know anybody like that because they're terrified that that might ruin everything. The Geneva Philharmonic Orchestra has a director by the name of Ricardo Muti. I'd never heard of him, but he said something very interesting about nobility. Nobility of spirit has more to do with simplicity than ostentation. In other words, it's more about finding what you believe and staying committed to it than pretending to be something you're not. Wisdom rather than wealth. Commitment rather than ambition. Truth is, the things that you choose to believe, choose to think, choose to hold on to as cornerstones as your way of life, They're not easily changed, but when they are, they become the foundation of everything else you do. 
Second, they are thoughts that reflect the glory of the one who gave you the capacity to think. Now, who was that? That was God, okay? God designed you, and he decided to make you as a complex being, a thinking person. You may not have used that capacity to honor him, but he gave it to you for that purpose. And the ultimate purpose of that was that in using your mind to think God thoughts that would direct you in a God pattern of life, he glorifies himself. So when you think things that you know are not of God, as we say, okay, you are going in the opposite direction. You're denying your identity as somebody who's been created in the image of God. I mean, um, we don't know, but uh, I sometimes have trouble putting it up there. But if we could take today and say, okay, let's see what this person is thinking. And we put it up on the screen right now. Okay. Okay. And somebody's thinking, I wonder what time the game starts today. Well, I hope the weather is, is good. You know, what's going on? And probably even more dangerous and, and scary thoughts than that, all right? Uh, but the thing is, we were created to think thoughts that glorify God because thoughts that glorify God result in attitudes that are honoring to God and behavior that accomplishes God's purpose. There are other thoughts that are worthless. Have you ever thought a worthless thought? Yes, you have, and so have I, okay? Any thought that doesn't produce proper attitudes and godly behavior is a pointless thought. Why would I think about something that doesn't accomplish God's purpose? So if it disrespects your creator, the one who made you, it disrespects the one whom he created. And who's that? That's you. Right, okay. okay, one of the saddest things you can do is when you treat yourself with a lack of respect. Some of you may be those kinds of people who, uh, in the name of humility, put yourself down, diminish yourself, criticize yourself constantly. Okay, well, when you're doing that, it's God that you're really criticizing. He's the one who made you. Well, uh, Jackie read in the scripture today, right? God says, hey, I'm the potter. You're the clay. Does the clay, the pot, say back to the potter, hey, I don't like the way you're making me. <laughs> no, I think you ought to do this or that. No, the potter has the right to make anything he wants in any way he wants. In Colossians 3, Paul says, since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Now, by the way, it probably isn't a place, but since we usually think of it as a place, in what place is that? Where is Christ seated at the right hand of God? Okay, that's, that, that is true. <laughs> In heaven, I think you would say, right? Okay, the thing is, we're saying, think heavenly thoughts. Say, 
Okay, would this thought have a place in my new life that's going to come someday when I get to heaven? Then it probably has no place in your life here on earth because that's where you're headed. Sometimes people will say with words, don't say that, you're in church. <laughs> right? <laughs> as if God somehow, as soon as you step outside the door, He doesn't hear you anymore. Okay? <laughs> okay. If it's not appropriate in here, it probably isn't appropriate out there. And thoughts are the same way. Okay? If you don't think that kind of thinking is going to float when you get to heaven, why don't you get rid of it now and replace it with thinking that we'll honor God when you get to heaven. So he says, set your minds on things above. Okay, now that sounds like something you're responsible to do, doesn't it? Set your minds is in the imperative tense, meaning it's a command. He's saying like, you got to do the work. If you let the billboards determine what's on your mind, the television determine what's on your mind, the newscast determine what's on your mind, your feelings, the weather, any of those things determine what's on your mind, you're giving way too much control of those things. You decide what you will think about. Okay? And you do that in a thousand different choices, don't you? Like what? Like what you'll read, what you'll watch what you'll look at, who you'll hang out with, who you'll talk to, who you'll avoid. All those kind of things determine the information that goes into your mind. For you died, says Paul, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. Ernest Hemingway said this. I like it. There's nothing noble in being superior to your fellow man. That's what the word came to mean. True nobility lies in being superior to your former self. In other words, be a growing, living, maturing human being. Third, thoughts that bless those around you. Those are noble thoughts. Um, Paul once uh, said in uh, Ephesians to only speak words which would be, could be used to build others up. Well, I want you to know and remind you again that every word you speak to somebody else started with a thought. Okay, So we're going a step back now and we're saying like, would this be helpful? Is this going to make the situation better? Is this going to bless this person? Are they going to be encouraged, strengthened, informed, helped in some way? If the answer is no, then it probably has no place. Thoughts that diminish others don't do much for you either. Okay? When you're constantly thinking about put-downs of other people that you have difficulty with, even though you probably wouldn't say it, okay, you are diminishing yourself because you are criticizing and condemning another human being. And the whole human race sort of goes with it, of which you are a card-carrying member. <laughs> Paul writes in Philippians 2, In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. Now, you can't get more noble than Jesus. He's the Son of God, sitting at the right hand of God, King of Heaven, 
who being in very nature did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. In other words, we would say, he didn't throw his weight around. He didn't say, you know who you're talking to here? Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant and being made in human likeness. Jesus did this not because he wasn't someone significant. He was of the highest significance. He did it because the more significant you are, the more significant your service will be. Tomorrow's the day we celebrate Martin Luther King's birthday, so a quote from him. He said, make a career of humanity. Commit yourself to the noble struggle for equal rights. Interesting, he called it a noble struggle, a fitting struggle. You will make a greater person of yourself, a greater nation of your country, and a finer world to live in. Fourth, thoughts that move you in the direction you want to go. You have uh, goals for life, things you want to accomplish, <coughs> things you'd like to see happen, okay? Did you know that the fulfillment of every one of those goals starts with a thought? Or uh, your movement toward the accomplishment of those goals is blocked by a thought, followed by words, affirmed by your actions, but starts with a thought. What should occupy your mind today are thoughts that move you in a direction you want to go, that help you to make progress, that put you on the track to accomplishing something and becoming something you want to be and do. If it stops your momentum, have you ever had a thought that stopped your momentum? You were going along good, and then a thought came in, and everything started falling apart. Most of us have. Or misdirects your path. It serves no meaningful purpose in your life. How often have you got the courage up to finally do something, to finally take a step in accomplishing something you wanted to accomplish, and then a thought came in, Oh, yeah, but that probably won't work. Okay? Well, that's the end of that, isn't it? Okay? Think thoughts that move you in the direction you want to go. Peter writes in 1 Peter 1, Therefore, with minds that are alert and fully sober, set your hope on the grace to be brought to you when Jesus Christ is revealed at His coming. As obedient children... Do not conform to the evil desires you had when you lived in ignorance. That's interesting because ignorance is a thinking thing, isn't it? Ignorance can be you're just not that smart. Or ignorance can also be you refuse to consider the facts. But just as he who called you is holy, so be holy in all you do. Ralph Waldo Emerson said, The purpose of life is not really to be happy. It is to be useful, to be honorable. By the way, 
the NIV in the newer version of the NIV substitutes the word honorable for noble. To be compassionate, to have it make some difference that you have lived and lived well. I do lots of funerals, and when I do, it's always an honor when you can talk about the life of someone who we say lived their life well. But as I think about it in this bigger scope, I realize that everybody who lived their life well started with the right thoughts. If you could uh, dissect the life of a person, you would find thinking that led to actions and words that produced a well-lived life. Finally, thoughts that are an appropriate part of your relationship with God. As an example, okay, uh, there are words that some of you probably only use in certain situations to punctuate certain conversations. Okay? And so then, and I'm not going to judge that, I'm just going to simply say, if you couldn't possibly see yourself using that same word in a prayer, then it has no place in your life. Because as a believer, your whole life is a prayer. Everything you do is an expression of communication to God. So again, if there's a thought or a word (laughs) that has no place in your conversation with God, it probably has no place in your conversation, period, end of discussion. If it's a word, by the way, you can take the opposite side too and say, if it's a word that's meaningful, in your conversation with God, you probably ought to be thinking it more in your everyday life and not just having a religious life where you think religious thoughts and then you don't translate them over to your everyday life. If it has no place in a conversation with your Heavenly Father, it no longer fits in your new life in Christ. Jesus once said, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. There you go. Okay. He said it, didn't he? You probably had noted that before. But again, thoughts that express love to God have a place in your life. But not just in your relationship with God, but in the whole of your life. Rebecca West wrote this, Life ought to be a struggle of desire toward adventures whose nobility will fertilize the soul. I like that terminology. In other words, when I think this thought, when I speak these words, when I take this action, does it produce spiritual growth in my life? That's what fertilizer does. It stimulates growth. Am I becoming more like Christ? Am I drawing closer to God because of the things I'm thinking, because of the words I'm speaking, because of the actions I'm taking based upon those words and thoughts? This week's homework. Do you often think thoughts that you would never speak in public? This is just for you to answer on your own, by the way. But you would do well to answer it. If so, what are these thoughts and why don't you express them? 
If you refuse to speak them, why don't you refuse to think them? What worthy thoughts could you think and speak instead? Next week, whatever is right, call it as it ought to be, let's pray. Father, we're thankful today for your word, for the challenge that comes to our hearts through it. We are your children, children of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Help our lives the way we think, the way we feel, the way we speak and act to reflect that honor and glory in all that we do, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.